Okay, guys, so we're going to start off the episode with um, just talking about Aleppo right now, and then we'll get into the rest of the episode later. We thought it was really important to talk about. Um, Definitely look up stuff, because we obviously aren't, like, experts in this, um, but I think it's important for everyone to talk about this, because it's such an important thing going on in the world right now. Um, Tens of thousands of people, innocent people, including children, are trapped in Aleppo, which is a city in Syria, um, and they're being bombed, raped, murdered. It's horrific. Um, And there is hardly any coverage about this genocide going on until very recently. Um, And even then, it's nothing compared to what it would be like if this was happening in, like, the Western world, like, in England or the U.S. or Canada. Um, This news would be everywhere because it's so horrific. Um, an extreme and we thought we wanted to do our part to help people get informed and just like raise awareness about this Um, and I've put together a list of different things that we can do and you can do um, to help out with this Um, I think sometimes we can feel a lot of like uh, like we don't know what to do and sort of helpless in these situations but it's important to like push past that feeling and do what you can do Um, the first thing I have is get informed um, we're so extremely privileged to live the lives that we do, and it's I don't think it's okay to just shut this out and like shut out horrible things just because it's uncomfortable. Um, I know I've watched a lot of videos and read articles, um, and even like I don't mean you have to go and read like a CNN article that might be overwhelming or confusing, but all news sites, like a lot of, especially news sites that sort of tailor to young people are talking about it more so, I think, because um, I feel like young people especially just like feel like the need to make a difference and make change and like are want to speak up about things like this so like places like buzzfeed or there's youtube videos that you can watch to get informed i think teen vogue is like a really good news source too teen vogue yeah so like there's these places that are easy to read and accessible for young people which a lot of our audience is um to like get you involved in help you understand more so than like putting on a news site which might be confusing. Um, I'm gonna put up the links that I found to different things explaining the crisis in Aleppo and like the sort of the history behind it and how it happened Um, as well as ones that explain like different easy things that you can do on top of our own list Um, and those those websites will have links to a lot of things that are um, like for donation and stuff which I'll also post but like you can figure out what you want to do. Um, The second thing I have is to raise awareness. You can talk to friends and family, tweet and retweet. Um, I know the hashtag hashtag StandWithAleppo is being used, and you can also use that hashtag to find protests in your area or, like, demonstrations in your area, and that's my number three thing that you can do um, to try to find where you can go to raise awareness about this. Um, The number four thing I have is to write to your government officials. Um, And this goes for like any country, wherever you're from. I know Mm. like you can do in the US, but in the UK as well and like different places. Um, And it's really, it's usually really easy to find who you should be writing for to for your area, like based on where you live. Um, And you should let them know that you want to help Aleppo and you stand with helping Aleppo. Um, And I know in the UK there's a, a petition to start airdrops of like food for Aleppo to let the people because they're trapped in the cities so they can't get any resources um so like airdrops to drop food for them I know there's a petition that I'll link 
And then um, also, if you're in the UK, you can tell your government officials that you would be willing to help take on children, refugee children who have no parents as well into your home if that's something that you're able to do or you know someone who would be willing to do that um, because that's really important as well. Um, and then the number five thing I have is you can donate. Um, any type of money is helpful. I know it's hard to figure out like what places to donate to are that are going to be the best and like where your money is going. Sometimes it can be confusing. And I looked on a ton of different websites and I mostly only found like the same sort of ones. But I also heard things like people saying, oh, don't donate to those because they're like not very good. But I was watching a YouTube video of a YouTuber called Naomi Smart and she was talking about this. Um, and like she was saying, even if half the money I donate goes to the right place, like you can't just not donate because you don't know where it's going to go. Um, and like maybe if one of our listeners knows like a really good place to donate, that's like been shown to be better. But all the websites I read pretty much had the same people to donate to. Um, and I'm going to link those, but those include Doctors Without Borders. Um, and it goes to the Doctors Without Borders. Don't just do donate to like the general one. There's one for like the doctors in Syria on the ground in Aleppo. Um, and we'll have that link and you can look it up. It'll be, if you go to Doctors Without Borders, it's usually on all the big sites right now where you can specifically donate because obviously this is a huge crisis. So it's on their home pages. Um, Save the Children is another place. Um, the White Helmets. And then um, there's, I'm also going to post a link to just um, another uh, set of places you can donate that are actually on the ground in Aleppo right now helping out people. Um, and again, any type of donation you give is worth it and it's going to help. So just definitely these are five things that you can do, but like come up with your own, read the articles, get informed and share this information. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talk direction. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints at the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 78th episode of Talk Direction. And we're back after almost two weeks away. Wow! It's been a while. <laughs> it has been such a long time. Um, we took a break. We've, we're sorry we didn't let you know in advance. Um, we'll try to do that next time. We didn't really know a break was going to be coming up. Yeah. We until... thought we were going to be able to fight through the finals, but then the finals overwhelmed <laughs> us like a giant wave. Yeah, and then tons of other terrible things happened, and I feel like we all just sort of needed a break. Um and we talked about Aleppo just now, which you'll hear and um, you'll have heard before this. Um, and like, obviously, we're going to be talking about um, Louis's new song, Just Hold On. So like, we're not promising this episode is going to be super like happy and whatever. And I totally understand if people just need to like, if this has been like overwhelming for a lot of people and you just need to sort of take a break, because um, obviously your own mental health is really important as well. Um, but that's what we will be talking about. But before we do that, we're going to talk about news as well, which is going to be like the Dunkirk trailer and some like Nile stuff and some more upbeat things. Um, 
but yeah, we're going to try to balance the serious with the calming to your own mental health, if you will. Um, but yeah, sorry we've been away. It's been a long time and we've missed you. But we back, baby. We are back and we have a ton of things to talk about today. Um, so we're going to get right into news. Um, we're going to skip our back to you segment because we didn't do a question of the week this week. But hopefully we'll be bringing that back. Did you know the song is actually called Back For You? Oh. But I look back to you, so I'm just going <laughs> to pretend that I... I definitely would have known that if I looked it up, though. Oh, did... But maybe I didn't realize. Maybe I, I had. I was looking wrong. at I don't the, know. No, it's definitely back for you. Because it goes back for you, back for you. But, like, it's fine. It's just one letter. Eh. Well, oh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's get into news. Because I was going to, like, put it in at, for the segment, oh, yeah. but I was like, wait, this is... <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> we can have say back for you. <laughs> we can change it. Um... Okay, so the first news story is that Harry is back in London, probably home for Christmas as well, um, and he's been out and about doing some shopping, um, and he was shopping at Gucci, like the rich kid he is. (laughs) (laughs) Just like where I do all my Christmas shopping. Yep. Um, And the first one I wanted to talk about was this yellow jumper that he was out seen wearing. It's a Gucci jumper, obviously. Um, and it's very bright. What did you think of this jumper, Kara? Um, I feel like it gave me some Hufflepuff vibes. Yeah! Is that why you texted me saying about Harry being No, I was just, like, I was trying to think of, like, what I would put Harry in, like, Hogwarts, like, what Hogwarts house he'd be in, because, like, I've always, like, kind of grappled with it. Um, Not that we haven't had about two-hour discussion I know! (laughs) Like, we had so many episodes, and then, like, personal conversations, like, off the podcast, and I, like, still can't, like, I don't know, like, where he fits, because I feel like he could literally fit in every single, like, house. Um, but I used to put him, like, in Hufflepuff, but I feel like now he's, like, more Ravenclaw or Gryffindor, but I feel like, I don't know, I'm leaning towards Gryffindor. Anyway, but this is, he's living some Hufflepuff realness right now. Mm -hmm. Um, also some B-movie realness. (laughs) (laughs) B-movie has been, uh, like, brought up so much I know, it's, like, I feel like it used to be, like, the... I think it's, like, taking the place of, like, Shrek memes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's fine. They can coexist. <laughs> um, I really like this. I think that uh, I love him in yellow. I don't love this, like, shade of yellow, but I like that he's giving me some Hufflepuff vibes. He should wear his, like, gold boots with this outfit. That would be a He's lot. also our high school colors. <laughs> a like, to a T. Please don't Beautiful. say those words to me. <laughs> um, and then the same day, he was out and got a picture with a fan, and I've zoomed in on the picture. I was going to say, because it straight up looks like out of, like, security footage, like. Yeah. Um, and he's got a nice mustache and, like, little. Goatee. Um, what are those, like, right soul under patch. the chin? A soul patch going on? What do you think of this uh, stachio situation? Um, I feel like Harry is going through the phase, because he always talked about how he couldn't grow facial hair, yeah. and I feel like when boys slash men grow facial hair for the first time, they're like, oh my god, like, I have become a man, capital M. And so, like, he's really trying to just, like, take it for all it's worth and, like, really try to grow it out, but they don't realize that it looks kind of horrible. (laughs) So it's like, okay, Harry, you can, like, have your masculinity or whatever you want, but, like, Uh um, it's... (laughs) a little rough going right now but it's fine i'm sure he like combs it and it's like really proud of it like oh every day God, he's like how gross. you doing mustache like just like in the morning you know what i mean like just like wakes yeah. up he's like so excited to see how much like it's grown overnight like yeah. i just feel like he's really proud of it but like i'm sure his friends make fun of him like as they should because it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> louis should have tweeted him oh my god something um but yeah i not I, so harry styles <laughs> 
I think it. He is just living his dream of facial hair. I know hair. his hairy dream, and he's not quite at like Louis or Liam or Zayn level yet. Which their facial or even Nile. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Nile now. Like yeah. their. Fa- I love facial hair on a guy. Um, and Harry's Poor Harry. <laughs> he's making his way. Um, someday soon. <laughs> someday soon. Like, because he will maybe be able to get scruff everywhere at some point. I feel like it would look good with his shorter hair, too. Because yeah. I feel like when he's long hair, like, it would kind of look out of place. But, like, yeah. I think with shorter hair. Yeah. Um, and then this next picture I've included is one where he's walking out of Gucci. And he's holding his own Gucci bag. But there's, like, three other men following him. With oh, my God. Each of them holding, like, two Gucci bags. They're all in suits. Sugar daddy looks. <laughs> And literally, it's like, <laughs> it's just, like, iconic rich person oh walking out God. with, like, three other people holding your bags and, like, helping them take them to the Imagine car. being rich. Like, <laughs> literally insane. Um, and then recently, yesterday, we got some new pictures of him wearing this other Gucci, like, there's a huge debate whether it's real fur or fake fur. I'm not convinced either oh, way Oh, I think yet. it's, like, sheep sheepskin yeah sheepskin and like sheep what's it called fur yeah okay because some people are like no it is real fur and then there are people like no it's not and then there are other people are like i read it is on the thing and then somebody like i read it is it's not (laughs) so i'm gonna assume that he's not wearing real but it's like sheepskin so that's skin oh but it's not like i don't know but also like we wear leather boots yeah so i don't know what it is yeah but it's this big brown furry looking gucci it's like thousands of dollars like literally like four thousand or five thousand? No, I thought it, I thought it, I heard I heard different numbers. To be okay, honest. I heard eight thousand pounds at one point. <laughs> but, oh, money is sale for like five thousand. Oh, oh, okay, nice affordable <laughs> price tag. Literally, like I I get very uncomfortable with that. I know, me too. I like because I was like one of the YouTubers I watch had a thousand dollar T shirt and it was just mm-hmm. bit, like a long sleeve T shirt with just like a words on the side mm-hmm. and like I love him but it's like a thousand dollars. Yeah. On a shirt. Yeah, I do like, and I'm sh- maybe they didn't pay for it themselves. Like yeah. I don't know, they might be gifted things. But like, wealth makes me uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable. Everything, given everything going on in the world, I know. I don't think if I was that rich, I would be comfortable wearing okay. things that expensive. Um, Although it does look great. I mean, and it I looks hope amazing. he's giving money to places. I'm, I'm sure, sure he, he is. I like feel like Harry wouldn't like not do that. Yeah. Um. And also, I'm just I live for the fact that he was wearing like um this like beaten up hoodie that he always wears like the yeah. what's it called Randy's donuts or something like under <laughs> this freaking extravagant freaking yeah. thing. Also, his like uh millions of uh rings that he wore like wore mm. with it i just thought he thought looked it was, like, like a look. i don't even know like a mafia like oh yeah i was thinking kind of like a uh, witch rock star which Ooh. is like you know like dress for the job you want like so. wizard rock <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes w-r-o-c-s <laughs> Also, he was wearing, like, his, like, bug, um, Gucci, I don't know if they're Gucci, yeah. sunglasses that he has in white, but he was, like, wearing them in his hair, and I wanted to see them, like, on his face. I know. So, he's just been really working the style. It, and this, to me, points out, like, some sort of collaboration with Gucci. Like, ma- could you imagine if he was, like, doing some clothing line or something? Not that we could ever afford it. We'd have to wait till, till it, like, trickled down to Forever 21, like, knockoffs. Um, how about, <laughs> like, 20,000 years from now when we found it in a dumpster? Uh, when the entire world is ravaged and there's just one <laughs> Gucci coat just, like, decaying. Pretty amazing. Though, if we bought one now, you know, in 100 years from now, Perry makes it big... 
Like in a hundred years when he's when we're all dead. Well, okay, whatever. Our However grandchildren. many years from now, like yeah, our it grandchildren could, be worth could inherit way the wealth. More. That's so true. We should like invest. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh, not go to our last um, semester of college and just exactly. invest all that money into a coat that we can <laughs> hand down to our grandchildren. Pretend to our parents that we are still in college. That's honestly just sounds like a flawless plan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, or it could be, like, one of those, you know, like, those uh, Lizzie McGuire episodes or That's So Raven, any Disney back in the uh-huh. day where, like, you, they bought this, like, expensive piece of clothing, that, like, they were going to return it, and then they wore it, because oh. they're like, I, I just had to wear it to, like, and the, yeah, it. and they ruin it with, like, a slushy or something, and I'm just like, Every time. Yeah. I hate that. I'm like, don't you know what's going to happen? I know, you know. <laughs> they keep the tag on, like, they actually going to return it. Yeah. It's like. I hate that. God, and they always had, like, the <laughs> ugliest of <laughs> patterned jeans. Man. Oh, I remember that. That was definitely Raven, that one, with the jeans. It wasn't some really nice jeans or something. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Liz McGuire had the exact same plot point. I'm sure that she did. Yeah. Um, Also, more Harry walking around. (laughs) (laughs) He was walking around with his mom, apparently, and passed a recruitment office, which I think helps people get jobs. Um, And they were watching him out the window. Like, the people who wrote like from the recruitment office like said this story mm-hmm. um but i'm just sort of paraphrasing they saw him out the window and were like very clearly like excited with their faces pressed up and someone was like <laughs> oh my god it's harry styles and like he got out of his car and walked into the recruitment office and was like hey is this a recruitment office can you help me find a job oh my god harry <laughs> um and he took pictures with everyone and his mom wished everyone uh merry christmas <laughs> <laughs> i wrote happy birthday but that's not what i meant and just wishes everyone a happy birthday. <laughs> um, so that's nice of Harry. Like, could you imagine, like, freaking Harry walks into your recruitment office? Like, not no. that I have one. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, you're, you're just personal recruitment office. <laughs> thanks for being spotted again, Harry. We know, always God enjoy bless. that because you're never anywhere else. Um, Niall, news from, from news... Some news about Niall is that he'll be performing at the Billboard Hollywood party on New Year's Rockin' Eve, um, and that's sort of the um, New Year's Eve party where they get a ton of different singers to perform. There's live singers in New York City and then some in um, California, so he'll be in California, but it still plays it. on the same station. Like, you know how it yeah. like, jumps over. but I like when it's live. I don't know why. Yeah, it just me gives too. me, a, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, I'm watching both of them from the TV. Why do I care? And I'm like, yeah. they have to be in New York City. <laughs> I like, know. It's not the same. I know. But, you know, what you're going to do. Um, but So probably he'll be performing this town, which he has been doing for the Jingle Ball tour he's, he's been on, which is now over. Um, but we know we're also getting a single early next year from him, like another song. So Could this count as early next year if it's 12.01? We don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be. It's, or like he time. It like gets released like January 1st, but he plays it for the first time. It would be like so good. Midnight. This would be such good promo. It re- like, literally, they couldn't not, could they? I don't know. Now I'm just getting so angry about the fact it. that they're not going to do it. I'm just like, what is the point? I mean, point? that would be really bad. I know, on their it. part. Everyone's watching. How many people I'm firing that? Niall's team just, like, ahead of time because I know they're not going to do <laughs> Niall's it. Niall's team, if Get you are together. listening, we need a new song. Now I'm excited that that's happening. <laughs> I'm just, like, sad that it's not, so let's <laughs> Ten see. Ten days from now. Oh, I thought it was closer. I don't know why. I don't know time. <laughs> well, it's the 21st, so. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> this is my transition. <laughs> also, um, 
me in like essays when you don't know how to like go <laughs> yes. to the next point furthermore oh i use too many i lo- love a good moreover oh i need to use that one yeah. and then recently i what if someone i heard someone using this a lot and then i started it was like that's another good one what it was, was like it? as such as such oh i like as thus. such oh. thus that's a good one yeah but that's not the same exact yeah but yeah or, yeah oh there's so many good transition mm-hmm. words um but as such, <laughs> Niall was on Jimmy Kimmel and sung This Town. There was no interview, I don't think. I don't even know if I watched the actual singing of it. I forget. I don't Did know. You? I think this was, like, during, like, the haze of finals, and yeah. I was just kind of, like, um, balled up in a corner. Yeah. Um, I may have... Who knows? Niall's performances blend together. Yeah. Um, No, I definitely did, because I remember Jimmy introducing him. Anyway, um, the more important bit of the story is that Niall saw fans waiting outside Jimmy Kimmel's, like, studio... Um, and he went and bought Starbucks for them. Starbucks. And the rumor was that he had to go to four different Starbuckses because they were all close. What? <laughs> so, Niall's That's a cute. nice Samaritan. <laughs> um, our next story is about Zayn and Taylor. They, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they have a new song out called I Don't Want to Live Forever. Um, and this song will be going on the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack, which is the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. Um... And Zayn posted a picture on Instagram of Taylor and him and Taylor's cat, Meredith. And Taylor also posted a picture. And, like, I saw this. No no one really knew it was coming. And then, like, all of a sudden, I saw this, like, Instagram post. And I was like, what is going on? And then, like, the music was out right then. Um, And I know Gigi Hadid, who is a model and Zayn's girlfriend, um, is friends with Taylor. So there was, like, that connection. Um, and when Zane was talking about, okay, so, like, the stories get a little bit mishmashed, but I'll tell, like, two different stories, and you can find the happy medium between them. (laughs) So, Zane, in an interview, said, we were kind of in separate places when I mentioned the idea to her. I spoke to her on the phone, and she heard the song because Jack had played it to her. She really liked it, and she went into the studio the next day. I think she was somewhere else. What Interesting. does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Mentally, physically, <laughs> metaphorically? I mean, I know they recorded in separate places. Oh, like, it okay. wasn't like they went to the studio together and, like, wrote the song together and But recorded. I was like, he's like, I think she was somewhere else. Like, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear. Um, the interesting thing was she's actually friends with G, so she already reached out because That's Jack cute. had just played her the song anyway because we'd done it together. She mentioned to me that she liked the song, so I already kind of knew in the back of my head that she liked it. So I asked her if she wanted to be on it. But did she she like the song? (laughs) So in this version, he knows she likes the song, and then he asked her to be on the song or something. Then Jack Antonoff, who wrote the song, and he's a part of the band Fun and, like, writes a lot of music with different artists and, like, was a big part of Taylor's last album, 1989, took to Twitter and wrote about how the song came together, and it sort of meshes with Zayn's story, so I really don't know what the truth is. I don't think it's, like, they were being controversial. I think, like, someone just... Yeah, they Like, s- there's just a miscommunication to us, not yeah. to them. They probably know the truth, but the way it was said is very confusing. Jack Antonov said, I don't want to live forever. It came together very quickly. I wrote it with Taylor and Sam, drew and produced it at home, mostly on paper sounds recorded taylor at my house zane sent parts from la we did it in a week basically i've never had something come out that quick loved making the song with taylor sam and zane so to this it seems like taylor wrote the song (laughs) and the other one seemed like zane i i really am confused but probably both stories are true we just don't know how they mix um yeah the song came together what do you think of the song Kara? 
Um, I was really shocked. Like, I woke up to this and, like, was just, what the heck was going on? Like, I was so, um, confused. Like, it was on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Like, what Mm -hmm. the heck? Um, I kind of like it. It's not, like, my favorite thing ever. I think Zayn sounds really good on it. I think Taylor, I think she's, like, exploring her vocal range, like, more. I think that it's, like, interesting because I don't really think I've heard her do, like, falsetto like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, I feel like Zayn is such a strong like artists vocally that it's like hard when you put someone anyone honestly up like with him um because obviously he's gonna like they're gonna be compared to him Mm -hmm. um i i think taylor sounds good though and i think zane real like sounds great i think that his falsetto is amazing um this song i actually been listening to it more in the past couple days i think it's like kind of catchy i like the snapping bits um it's not my favorite but I think it's kind of cool. It's, like, very interesting that they decided to do a collab together. I wonder if they're going to be performing live. I feel yeah. like, although Zayn doesn't pre- really perform live, but, no, like... But maybe if he has someone else, too. Yeah. Um, and, like, I've heard, like, rumors about, like, a music video, which I feel like would be kind of cool. It'll probably be one of those ones that, like, splashes in parts of the movie, though, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to it a lot. You seem to know um, more of the ins and outs of the song i listened to like maybe twice um a while ago but i did like it when i did hear it yeah like, it just i thought it was good go. um and it was interesting to hear taylor on this type of song because while her last album was more like pop than like her older stuff um it was this is still just like a new direction as well um and zane sounded really good mm-hmm. as well um so i thought it was good and it is cool to see him like working with someone who's so high profile like Taylor because a lot of the people he worked with like were more um like not huge names so it's just interesting to see like a huge name like Taylor Swift um working with Zane I don't know I just find it interesting although do you find it like kind of counterproductive because he's like trying to go away from his like bubblegum pop um perfect boy band cut roots and then Mm -hmm. he goes to like Taylor Swift who's kind of known for like being just kind of like this I don't know bubblegum princess um i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm just saying that like their brands are kind of very different i don't know i guess he's just doing whatever he wants yeah because like he did do his own like roots thing and then he's coming and doing this song i feel like he pulls her more to the cool side than she pulls him yeah like i think so too he just is like i feel like he is very genuinely himself any which way and like he's not going to just like somehow people i don't think people are going to view him as so differently now i don't know yeah I think so, too. I also just think, because, like, the song itself is not just, like, uh, like, up all night or something. It's, like, mm-hmm. a different vibe yeah. of pop, so, yeah. Yeah, because it reminded me of some of Zayn's music. It yeah. It didn't sound that different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do wonder where else Taylor's going with her music uh, probably coming out sometime in the near future. Someday, um, someday. somehow. So, I don't know, because I know she said last that she didn't want to do another pop pop album so. why 1989 was so good i know um so we'll see where that goes um but i thought it was good um uh, <laughs> um we might be doing a whole episode on this soon we will see um dissecting the song with some special guests um but we have to figure that out next story 
is Liam did a giant Q&A on Twitter, um, and he was answering a ton of questions from everyone. Did you have any fun or favorite questions, or did you read through it? Yeah, it was so great. It reminded me of, like, back in the day, like, 2011. Oh, my God, I've been here a long time. But, <laughs> ah, it's 2016. I thought it was 2014. I was like, oh, wow, so many years. That's a lot of years that have gone by. Um, but, yeah, like, back in the day, like, Liam used to be, like, really known for his Q&As, like, on Twitter. I think that's like, how I kind of got almost into One Direction, because I was like, wow, Liam is so, like, adorable with his fans. Like, he's so, like, personable. Um, and, like, he talked about, like, um, the boys, and I just thought it was, like so sweet and I was just mm -hmm. um really excited to see him like being kind of a goof like on Twitter yeah. like I just it's just like exactly the type of thing that I like the content that I live for on mm -hmm. Twitter especially um and I think that I think he likes doing Q&A's and like yeah. I hope he kind of makes it like a, a monthly thing like not like officially but like I just feel like it's it's cool I love it yeah I know he mentioned like Harry seeing Harry and Dunkirk the trailer yeah so and, cute like, he may have mentioned Niall I think like, Louie too back, I forget Louie like, yeah it's just really nice. He does address the boys on Twitter. Yeah. Um, what was I else going to say? Oh, he was on hold with, like, I think, I don't know if it was the internet people, like, because his Wi-Fi was slow or something. Oh, my so God. He was Slubs, on hold on the like phone. just like us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Except honestly. they get to t tweet out to, like, millions of people who <laughs> want to know their every detail. So he was, like, doing this to fill the time, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, one of my ones that I wrote down was that he was talking about his album coming out and someone asked when it's coming out and if he's working on it and he said listen yeah album's coming soon hold tight for the rewind upside down <laughs> smiley emoji <laughs> um and i don't know what this means hold tight for the rewind is that supposed to imply that his album is going to be like a retro sound or like go back to some like older classic um early it might be 2000s I, 90s or like way rewind like based um, on what we've heard in gregory monk chance like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean based on that one instagram clip it doesn't seem like it's like 70s you know yeah which I wish it would be, but, um, I could see that being, I think we're, like, might be reading too deep into <laughs> Liam's tweets, but I could see it kind of being, like, a 90s kind of vibe, like, R&B kind of vibe, mm. um, which I would like. I hope he, uh, kind of cleans it up from the <laughs> thing he posted on Instagram. I didn't really love that. Mm -hmm. Um, it just kind of makes it, I don't know, a lot of people are doing, like, um, throwback albums and, like, taking, you know, um, music from, yonder year <laughs> yesteryear um i'm thinking like bruno mars childish gambino's album which is so good oh my god i think that you should listen to it it's okay. so good um it's called awaken my love i think everyone should listen to it it's so good um but yeah it might be uh kind of reading too deep into liam but what else but the hell does this mean it hold, might just be him for the rewind upside down Maybe that's a title of a track. I don't know. I think we're really trying to dissect it. We should, like, try to, like, anagram this tweet and see what... Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Liam would do that. He would no. do it so funny. But, like, I don't know. First word of every tweet he sent. We need to lay them out. Since 2011. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, so, hopefully some, like, cool retro-sounding album. I'm mm. ready for that. Um, and then someone else was like, please define soon. And he screenshotted a picture of him Googling God. the definition of soon. <laughs> so, I mean, he didn't, he did what they asked. So, <laughs> God. Um, so we don't know. I mean, we know Niles is coming out like late spring, early summer. We'll get a single early next year. I never trust them. I honestly don't. True. But Niles been super open with his like, plans. but then this town just dropped out of nowhere. 
But I guess that was just like the start of everything. It was. This town is really picked up. Like it's like playing on the radio. Yeah. He's doing. He's been doing. It's always. It's been playing on the radio since it dropped. Yeah. I'm just proud of him. He's grinding and it is coming through. I love him. What? Like grinding, like like working. Okay. Uh, this because I was reading this fic. I'll okay. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. I meant working hard like the hardworking lad he is. Uh-huh. Thanks, Naya. Um, we don't have any hope for Harry's album at this point. There's been no clues. Um, but, I mean, he's been awfully quiet lately, so I hope he's doing something and working hard. Um, but he's Not probably... just buying some Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> That stands for something, doesn't it? Yeah. I probably should. <laughs> no, leave it, in, leave, no it in. leave it in. Leave it in. Guys, if she edited it, I'm sorry, but hopefully she left it oh. in. Um. So anyway, <laughs> stop it. I, okay, go on. Um. What am I doing? Wait. What was I saying? You were about to go into Liam with a Which? chain. No, I was. I was saying something based on what you said. Grinding. Oh, Harry should... Oh, yeah. So, Harry... I'm just giving a timeline. Okay. Love a good timeline on this podcast. So, Niles... It just, like, question marks everywhere (laughs) in a circle. Late spring, early summer. I'm feeling probably June, maybe. Who's this for? Niall. Or, like, late May, early June. Late May. Let's hope (laughs) Late May. Um, Then, Harry, we have zero idea. Maybe next fall. Probably not. Liam says he's working on it now, but... We also don't know what that means. That could be fall. Soon literally means anything. Yeah. Because Niall's been very open about what he's doing. And I feel like Liam would be like, yeah, I've done this many. But, like, maybe it's not there to the point of saying yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, Liam feels like one of those people, kind of like me, when you have something that you're supposed to just, like, keep secret. But then, like, you just end up Oh, like, my God. It. Yes. <laughs> and you, like, give it all away. Yeah. Like, oh, well. Because you're just too excited. So... That's what I feel like Liam would do, and he hasn't done it yet, so maybe something's not in the works. But this is a lot of personality speculation, so <laughs> we'll move on from the timeline. But, oh, and Louis! His music, oh. we don't know when that also is all coming. Yeah. We're gonna get into Louis' solo stuff um, in a bit. But first, we have to talk about Liam and his gold chain necklace. <laughs> um, Liam was seen out and about. These look kind of a little bit posed, look- these pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where he is in an all-black outfit with some very ripped-up black jeans, some black sneakers, and a black t-shirt and a black hat with this thick gold chain necklace around his neck and his tattoos all showing, and it is a look. What do you think of this necklace, Cam? I don't know if he can go quite pull it off, um, but I think he he needed some sort of, like addition to that outfit uh-huh. um i mean i guess do whatever you want to do liam yeah live your dream i guess he's living <laughs> your it gold chain dreams yep um but it's uh it's a good look on him i suppose um but louis tweeted him and he said at liam Payne, liam chain with the chain emoji and i just want to thank louis for always keeping the boys in check not letting their heads get too big. I know, so and, funny. And, you know, keeping them grounded. Thank you for making fun of Liam with this thick chain necklace going on. Um, and Liam responded with the laughy smiley emoji, a gold medal, and a lock or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they are cute. And now I'm like, how did Louie end up seeing that? Like, people I know, because like, I didn't even see it. Yeah. Like, yeah, me either. I was like, I couldn't find what Louie was talking to I know. at first. 
but Liam Chain, beautiful. Thanks, Louis. Maybe he has like Google alerts for whenever <laughs> like one of the boys has like news about them and gets sent funny. to his phone. Um, okay, next big news story is that the Dunkirk trailer. Oh my the god, first so much happened. Dunkirk trailer is out now. Um, and this is obviously the movie we've been talking about. Harry's going to be in this movie. It's coming out next July. July At least we have something that we can grasp on tangibly, know. you know? Oh, those, like, three gifts that we have now of Harry turning his head. Drowning. <laughs> yep. Um, and this is the first real trailer, so this is exciting. I think we'll get an even more in-depth one closer we get to the yeah. movie coming out. Um, so this doesn't, like, give all it all away. Um, but I am excited. Just, like, on first go, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I thought it was so beautifully shot. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, so, like, how could it not be? Um, I think that I am just excited to see Harry in a freaking Christopher Nolan movie. I almost swore there, but, um, (laughs) I just think that Harry's eyebrows look so good. (laughs) Like, who did them? Because, honestly, like leak their information they're very like pristinely plopped. so good it's like i can't believe he like found the time to do his eyebrows in the middle of war it's honestly it's amazing <laughs> um and also i feel like he has like um just the right amount of dirt and grime on mm. his face that he looks like almost contoured i feel like people do that like when you're um in war movies or something like action movies they always like do it like they have the dirt but it looks like it's contoured and they mm. have like um the cuts and stuff like if they got like a cut they do it on their cheekbone so it like <laughs> emphasize their cheekbone i'm like wow this is so like glamorous like f- i don't know but um i we didn't really get to see too much of harry but like what we did i feel like they, we didn't get to see too much of like anyone really yeah. so i'm like i feel like it kind of gave me the hope that i was like okay harry seemed to have the same amount he didn't like have any speaking roles like i know mm-hmm. killian murphy did but he was kind of the only one who had like a speaking role um so i was like okay harry's like kind of on the same playing field as like every other like main character and mm-hmm. or main actor in this film so i'm like okay like it's not just like one shot and also we know that he's in at least three shots so we're <laughs> doing great folks um yeah because yeah. like we it's so hard to tell and i've heard things about this movie that like it might not be one main character it might yeah. be sort of just like an overview of a lot of guys like in cast, this war yeah. situation that, usually war movies are like that i think that like i think that it's mostly a cast of characters then you can get like kind of like the group dynamic yeah the group dynamic and it's like more interesting because it's like not just one person just mm-hmm. like going through this alone it's like tragedies like happen to like this group of people mm-hmm. So it's still unclear how much we'll get of him, but obviously he was in the trailer a number of times, which is exciting. I, which was more than I was expecting. Like, yeah. uh, I texted my friends, it's like, Harry's in the Dunkirk trailer, or like, go watch it or something, and then they watch and it's like, Kara Elwell, he was in it for straight up <laughs> 0.2 seconds. I was like, yeah, but it was more than I was expecting, that and he looked one great. head turn. Yeah, it's like, oh, did you God. see that head turn, though? Like, Oscars. Um, so let's talk about his different scenes in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, a close reading of so, his exactly. head turn. So far what we've seen. The first one is him sitting on the beach with some... He looks so good. Two other guys, and he's sort of staring off, and he's... Because the clip before that was a man taking off his gear and jumping into the water, um, it makes it seem as though they're watching this guy go into the water and, like, swim, essentially. Um, I assumed it was suicide at first. I didn't realize that what it, that's what it was. I thought it was just, like, some guy, like, swimming around yeah but then like someone said that i was like oh wow yeah but i also the um the dunkirk movie uh what is it 1d uh, harry news is that what the twitter handle is styles movie news oh yeah styles movie yeah. news um 
talked about the fact that because she's done so much reading about Dunkirk, which is is unbelievable. Definitely go follow it. Um, And like you can, she like goes through the trailer and dissects it (sighs) bit by bit, and like it's really awesome. Um, But uh, men used to take off all their gear and then thinking they could swim home. So, like, swim across the channel Mm. to get back to England. So, that could have been what he was doing. But, essentially, it is suicide because Mm -hmm. they couldn't make it. Yeah. um, Given the conditions. So, that's what... It's just, like, a very sort of sad scene. Like, them watching very helpless. Like, they can't stop this other guy from doing what he's going to do. And they're just, like, sitting there watching it. And Dunkirk is just, like, a really hopeless situation where a lot of people were dying. Um, and so, like, you really feel that just with, like, even the, the coloring of the entire movie. Exactly, it's so blue. It's very blue and sort of bland and dark. Um, so that's the first one we see Harry in. Um, the next one we see him, which is a very quick, like, blink and you'll miss it thing, is he's swimming in the water. Um, uh, so that's not the drowning one. Yeah, I didn't notice that until people, like, made gifts of him, like, wow, I love this fandom. Yeah, go check out, like, the gifts, because that'll help you see it, and you can, instead of having to, like, rewatch the bit again and again, there's gifts that just show you, um, the same bit. It's such a beautifully, like, beautiful movie that, like, gifts that it come, like, come out of it is just so, like, aesthetically I can't wait till all the gifts come (sighs) when the movie's out. We're just gonna, like, literally be, like, gifting the entire movie. Yeah. Although it's gonna be heartbreaking, because, like, you know, when you, like, watch a sad movie, and then, like, you see gifts of it, and you're just like, ah. It will be sad. Yeah. Um, so that's him swimming in the water. Uh, then the next one we have is him huddled down. Seems to me it's like in sort of a basement of a boat or mm-hmm. like part of a boat, um, hiding somewhere um, with a whole bunch of other guys. Um, and one of the soldiers in the boat looks out a little hole in the side that you can see like light in. And it looks like water is coming in a bit or mm-hmm. something. Um, he ends up getting shot in the face and, uh, Harry watches it and sort of like jumps back with the rest of the guys. I think I need to watch that again. I don't think I saw that. Yeah. Uh, like, do you, you saw the guy get shot, right? I don't know. I think I was just overwhelmed. Oh. I think I, I've watched it a few times, but. Yeah. So it was like when they're all sitting huddled in okay, that like yeah. room. Um, and then like Harry's there and one of, sort of you have to find him and he sort of like shudders back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it looked to me like the other guys were holding their hands over the guy who got shot over his mouth sort of, like, to keep him quiet, as if, like, Jesus. they don't need someone screaming to tell them where some, where they yeah. are or whatever. Um, uh, and then... Oh, we, I missed the one where Harry turns his head to see the guy looking out. That was the turn head one we talked about. Um, it's sort of, like, an up-close of his profile, and, like, he turns his head, um, and you can really see his face. Um, and then that's when the guy gets shot, and then he shudders back. Uh, and then the last one that we saw was Harry drowning in the water or, like, frantically swimming around in the water underneath. Um, you can't see the top. And this, I was thinking maybe this is the water had flooded into that room and they can't get out and they're trapped. Or, like, they're under the water. I know there was bombings happening on the water. At Dunkirk, like, bombings were happening, like, picking the people off from up above. Um, and... Uh, he's just, like, screaming and, like, trying to find his way and looks, like, very disoriented. Um, and, but I thought, like, overall he did such a good job acting. Like, obviously we have, like, two second clips of him. Like, so far it looks really good. Yeah, he, is like, fits in seamlessly with the rest of the movie, I think. Yeah. And, like, it just, it isn't so much like, oh, Harry Styles, like, let's, like, whatever. It's yeah. like, he's one of the cast. Yeah, and, like, um, people were talking about how wild it is on his IMDb acting page. It's straight up iCarly and then Dunkirk. <laughs> like, what transition? 
the one D movie. Oh my god, true. Um, so I'm really excited about this, and I hope he has like a speaking role. Um, at least I'm we sure know he he's will. in like these different scenes, so we'll follow his storyline. Yeah. Um, but again, I never thought he was gonna be huge in the movie. But like, hopefully, he's just like one of the group that the movie focuses on. Honestly, if he like. I'm, I'm saying like this now but then like i'm gonna be watching it and like hoping wishing that he was the main character but mm-hmm. yeah um i hope he's not too side because then he's just gonna be like i don't know not i don't know whatever i think that like uh even just seeing him in a christopher nolan film slash a yeah. film in general just gonna be so exciting that like we're not gonna really care if like he doesn't mm-hmm. have like twelve thousand monologues yeah but i'm excited about this yeah it's very good um and Harry, of course, didn't tweet about this trailer because he doesn't promote anything. And, which I feel like he needs to get on board with, but, you know, I don't know his life. Um, but Gemma, his sister, did tweet about it, and she said, Super proud of Harry, but good lord, that drowning shot made me die inside. You get a lifeguard for Christmas. God, <laughs> um, so cute. Yeah, so at least Gemma's being proud and on Twitter and cute. Um, go follow Gemma on Twitter. She'll, she's like Harry, sort of. But actually tweets. But actually tweets, yeah. (laughs) Um, so that is all of our news, and I really want to know what people thought of the Dunkirk trailer, and what you guys think Harry's, like, role is going to be, or if you have any other insider information, and how big a role you think he'll be based on his role in the trailer. Um, I'd like to know. So let us know and write in. We're going to move on to the main discussion, which, like I said earlier, will be all about Just Hold On and Louis performing on The X Factor. Um, And obviously it's going to be quite sad given um, his mom's passing. So feel free to stop listening now or listen or skip around or whatever you want to do. Um, So Louis has released his first solo song, which was quite a bit of a surprise because we didn't even really discuss Louis going solo at all. Um, and we didn't have, since the rumors start of him going solo to his X Factor performance, there was no episode in between, so we didn't even have time to speculate, really, until we, like, actually got confirmation that this was happening. Um, we all thought he had, like, his producing things lined up, he has his band that he's making, like, we know he's, like, in cahoots with Simon, and, like, working with him. Um, so this was a pretty big surprise. Um, unfortunately, with this news, we also got the news that his mother passed away. Um, I don't know if her name's pronounced Johanna or Johanna. Do you have any idea? I'm not sure, because I think that it's, like, Brit- like the way British people will pronounce it. Yeah, I know people call her Jay. Yeah. So, I'm gonna call her Jay. Okay. Um, but she passed away from leukemia, which she had been hospitalized for since May of this year. Um, and she died on Wednesday, December 7th, and we found out via a post from her husband... Um, which you can find online that sort of talked about, um, like, the leukemia and her passing. Um, We found out on December 9th, which was a Friday, I think. Um, And also with this news, we found out that Louis was going to be performing his new music on X Factor that Saturday because that's what his mom had wanted. Um, So Louis getting... We knew Louis was going to be... Um, and I think at this time, too, we got, like, a 30-second or 10-second clip or whatever of Louis' new song um, with all this news. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about Jay before we go on to, like, talking about Just Hold On, because I think it's important to. It, like, really factors into the music. Um, 
I think Jay was, like, extremely special to mm-hmm. the fandom and as a part of, like, the fandom family just because she was so involved on Twitter with fans and, like, always let the fans know how much she supported them and, like, was so happy that they supported Louie um, and, like, what and she made us, like, know what we did for Louie and how amazing that was and, like, how much the fandom changed his life. Um, so, like... I don't know. I know out of just, like, the 1D moms in general, I feel like her and Harry's mom are, like, the most interactive, but mm-hmm. I would definitely say Jay more so than Anne. I think so, too. Um, just, like, with the fandom. Um, and I know she's also very much involved with um, charity things, especially mm-hmm. for sick children, which we've seen Louie get involved with as well. Um, like, the... the the what a cinderella ball that she and louie hosted for tons of sick children um she's just unbelievably caring and open-hearted woman um she also has seven children of her own louie lottie felicity phoebe daisy ernest and doris um and it's very clear that she just was so proud of them i know just like if you go on her instagram and look through it she's always talking about all her kids not just louie obviously louie like is the most public eye child but like she loves all her children the same um and just like just seemed like such a wonderful mother and a wonderful person like obviously we didn't know her that well um but um it just from what i could see she was a really really special person um and rip johanna or johanna trended for eight hours um and the fandom was just like sending love immediately and there was tons of art and support amongst the fandom like talking about this and i think like I, I hate talking about, like, this type of stuff because obviously you just, like, as someone who's so removed, you can't understand if you haven't gone through the same thing, like, what, like, Louis and his family are going through. But, like, it doesn't mean that you also weren't, like, hurting or hurting for them. I think it's, like, a weird um, balance. But I wanted to read something that I saw um, on Tumblr that I thought someone, like, wrote it pretty well as to like why you can get so like feel so affected by something that maybe someone might be like that's so removed from you why do you care because like people do die all the time and like bad things happen in the world and maybe sometimes it really hits you and really affected me or, or affects you and like sometimes it's like wow that's really sad but like you don't sort of like personally feel pain for it um, and I don't know how exactly it was for you, and I don't want to compare myself to whatever yeah. Louis and his family are going through, because obviously it's not the same at all, but, like, I definitely felt it very, like, hard on myself, or, like, I felt, it wasn't just, like, wow, that's a sad thing that happened, it was, like, I was feeling really sad, and feeling just really sad for Louis and his family, and just, like, thinking about all the bad things, um, and... Like, I, I know I was just crying yeah, like, for two days straight, pretty much, and just couldn't pull myself together. So I can't even imagine, obviously, what it's like for other people. Um, but uh, it was just so, so heartbreaking and just so sad. Um, and I want, and I, I sort of felt like when I was telling people in my house, which they were obviously supportive, um, but it's so hard to, like, sort of, make someone understand why you are so hurt and upset about it yeah that's why i'm like i'm so like thankful to like be able to text you because i think of it i told my like i told my friends and they're like wow that's so sad like obviously um but i just feel like they i don't know like if they saw me crying about it they'd be like why do you like i don't understand and like sometimes i know like when i texted 
my family like mm-hmm. you don't get the response you want because like you're hurting so much and they, mm. they don't realize but I think I feel like the fandom really kind of understood which yeah. was nice um, not everyone some people just seemed more and it's no one's fault like you react different ways but some people felt like sad for and some people felt even more and obviously like your own life experiences too what you've gone through like or thinking about your own family can like come up as well um but uh, I wanted to read this thing because it sort of clarified how um, you can hurt so much for someone or feel someone's pain like that even though you don't know them or like they might seem so removed from you. Um, uh, I don't know if I wrote the name down. Did I? Uh, I forget. Um, but this was written on Tumblr. Oh, it's called, from Whispered Louie. There, that's their Tumblr handle. Um, they said, It's so bizarre to try and explain your love for a celebrity and why something horrendous happening to them, like losing a parent, affects you so much. But like this person, without, but, but like this person without question is part of my life. They're in my car with me when I drive to work. They're in my living room when I'm watching an interview. A piece of them they spent time and effort to create is with me. It's making me react. It's making me feel things. When they talk about the song, I drive to work, I relate to it, I understand it, it connects me to them. When they joke in an interview, it makes me laugh. When they tweet about a feeling, I get it. This love you might have for a celebrity is hard to describe. It's not the love you have for your family, it's not the love you have for your best friend. It's not, it's not the kind of love someone in their, they have for someone in their family Mm -hmm. or a friend in their circle will feel for them. It's different, but it's still love. It's there, I can feel it. I know what it is. Love is abstract. You can't stick a thermometer in my heart and go, nope, it's not love. It just is. In a way, all these little pieces that they're sharing with the world become a part of your life. They're things you know and feel familiarity towards. Sometimes when you're having a bad day, this person without even knowing might be the only reason you smile. When you're anxious, when you're so anxious, the thought of just seeing another person makes your throat close up they might be the only reason you laugh it's bizarre because they aren't consciously aware of it they don't know how these things they share are affecting other people so it's like louis i don't know you we've never spoken you wouldn't recognize me in the street there's a whole huge part of your life i don't have a clue about but you've been a part of my life for four years you've been with me through moments i didn't want anyone else when i didn't want anyone else around there is a warmth in my chest because of songs you've created and words you said things you've done and faces you've made these familiarity these there's happy there's familiarity there's happiness there's laughter and emotion in my life because of you and because of the way you're a part of my life in a rather unconventional way you're a friend There's a relationship that can't be explained because you have to experience it to understand it, but it's there, it's real. And in the same way you make me happy when you laugh or when you sing, I feel sad when you're sad, my heart aches when you're hurting, and part of that might just be a symptom of humanity, a reaction we all all might have when we hear bad news. Most of it though, most of it is because of the person that you are, the way you've chosen to be. I felt something that drew me to you. That feeling has expanded beyond just a love of what you create, but it's grown into a love for who you are as a person. Most people can't grasp that and it's challenging to articulate, but it's there. And so I want to, so I want the world for you. I wish I could lessen your pain because without even knowing you've done it for me. Um, I just thought that was a really beautiful way to put it. 
Um, and I think it is really hard to articulate, but I think they did a really good job. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Um, so, um, again, we can never imagine, like, what is actually going for the person. And in no way does, like, the pain I felt or the sadness I felt measure what someone felt who actually lost a parent, um, unless you've been through that. Um, but, uh... It doesn't mean that we also, as a fandom, aren't upset or whatever, and that's not, like, valid or something. Um, and I wanted to talk about Louis's family as well, because it's an entire family, seven children, and the husband, and everyone else who personally knew Jay. Um, they also lost her. Um, and I know leading up to her death, there's a lot of things, like, we had no idea this happened until we found out that she passed away, um, but sort of looking back, and I know I was doing this personally, and then I saw on Twitter other people were doing it as well, and, like, just sort of figuring out, just realizing, I think, that someone's been dealing with this for so long, and you had no idea, um, and, like, his, Louis's two little sisters, or, like, the oldest of his younger sisters, Lottie and Felicity, um, if you follow them on Snapchat, they've been Snapchatting tons of videos of, like, them taking care of their little, like, the little, little siblings that are, like, two years old, um, like, taking them different places, cooking them meals. Lottie's boyfriend, Tommy, has been in a lot of them doing the same thing. And when I did watch those, I questioned why Louie's mom wasn't in the picture. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't there all the time, and I figured, like, she probably just didn't want to be on camera, and she maybe was, like, in the rooms at the time, but, like didn't want to be there but like looking back you understand she's been in the hospital since may mm -hmm. so like like literally louis sisters were like obviously they had help like i know louis has grandparents still alive and the father and everything but like took on a huge leadership role um and back in june we found out that lottie was no longer touring with selena gomez um and i did look up the date that we found out that she wasn't it was like early june mm -hmm. Um, and obviously now looking back, she turned that, that away. We didn't know why she wasn't going to be touring anymore, but she turned that down, um, to take care of her mom and to take care of her siblings. And I know Felicity, Louis' sister, did sort of confirm that on Twitter by liking someone's post about it. Um, and, uh, just like the responsibility that they took on under like so much of their own pain is really, uh, just... It's, it's just beautiful and strong and I don't know. Um, on Snapchat, Lottie also posted a picture of a tattoo she got of her mom's lips with the caption, my mama's lips, which was really beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautifully done. It was just like a perfect likeness and I just yeah. like... And you could just tell right away that it was her yeah. lips. And also, um, Louie posted an Instagram picture of him and his mom in November... Um, which definitely takes on a lot more meaning. I think it was um, one of the charity events they did together, um, which is just really beautiful. Um, and there are, like, people are kind of going through um, Jay's archives and, like, retweeting older tweets of her talking about Louie, which are just incredibly sad and touching, um, but also beautiful because um, Louie was her best friend and they were very, very close. Um, and they really had, like, a beautiful friendship um and there are like a lot of um pictures and tweets of her talking about him and like how proud she is of him especially um in wait where she tweeted uh 
like in 2010, um, my boy left home with a packed lunch and a dream. Um, five years on, and he's still the same boy and still my best friend. Oh, this was 2015, actually. Um, and yeah, there's. Oh my god. Also, seeing the like the part in This Is Us um, with her is just really mm-hmm. hard to see. Um, and you know, there's videos of him like uh, old videos like where he's talking about like leaving home and how hard that was because he didn't like get to see his mom. Um, and like we we just know that they were very close and like he was never like ashamed of being like really close with his mom which i thought was always really beautiful because sometimes it's like kind of like a thing to like i don't know not be close with your mom if you're a guy i guess yeah and um, i know like yeah. in all the interviews when he was asked or like when the boys were asked who's the biggest mom of boy it was always yeah. Louis who yeah. was pointed to and stuff yeah and he was never like ashamed about it and i just thought it was really beautiful um and um a lot of the boys um, or three of the boys, I guess, um, tweeted their support. And just because the other boys, or just because Harry didn't tweet out, the um, other boy. yeah, the other, the <laughs> one boy. Also, I felt weird about calling Zane a boy, but like, I feel like in this concept, like they're all family, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that like, doesn't mean that he didn't like reach out to him. Yeah. Um, and Liam, um, tweeted, Louie, I'm so sorry for you, my brother, my heart aches for you. Just know I love you the same from a million miles away as I do right next to you. I'm always here for you through everything as you have been for me. My thoughts and prayers are with you and your family as at this incredibly sad time. I can't imagine to, I can't begin to imagine what you are all going through. Rip Johanna, you are forever in my thoughts. Um, And Niles said, very sad news, Louis, I love you mate. And I'm slash all of us are here for you all the way. Your mom was an incredible person thinking of you and your family, love from my family to yours. Um, Zane said, love you, bro. All of your families and my prayers, proud of your strength and know your mom is too. Um, and I just thought this is all very beautiful because I know that like the boys must have felt like some sort of connection with Johanna. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure she was around a lot, um, when they were like get, just getting started. And I feel like they kind of all, I, I feel like, I don't know. She seemed very like motherly towards mm-hmm. all of them. And I feel like they all had like kind of like a great um, connection with all like each other's parents. And especially at least Johanna definitely seemed like she was like nurturing towards like all of them. And like clearly they all like were f- very affected by this and not just because it's Louis, but also because like they had a personal relationship with um, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about Just Hold On as well, which is the song that is Louis's new song, and this was written by Louis, um, Steve, how do you pronounce it? Akoi? I think it's... Akai? Oh, I don't know. I always pronounce Aoki? it Aoki, but Oh, I, don't know. I think it is A- okay. Aoki. Um, Eric Rossi, Rose, Rossi, Sasha, Sasha Sloan, and Sir Nolan. Um, Steve, how did you say again? Aoki. Aoki is a Grammy-nominated EDM... Um, and Electro House Musician and Record Producer DJ Dude. Um, the song debuted at number two in the UK and, like, number one in a whole bunch of countries everywhere, and I think maybe number six in the US. Yeah, pretty high up there, though. Yeah, um, and I know, uh, Steve, uh, uh... Just call him Steve. (laughs) Steve, um... Also lost his dad in 2008, and I think based on everything I've seen and what Louis said and 
what he said they've really been he, he's been a huge support system to louis i'm just so happy that like he had steve to like lean on through this entire thing because i think that if louis was doing it alone and like had to go perform on stage alone yeah. like i couldn't obviously it was so incredibly hard but i think that yeah. like having someone who like understands like what he's going through is like so priceless mm -hmm. and just like so important um and they yeah. seemed like they have like a really really close bond now and i'm just like i'm really happy that like steve is in louis's life yeah um and like also for someone who knows exactly what it's like given that he lost a parent as well like, yeah exactly um just to understand that better um so louis performed this song with steve on the x factor um before the performance uh louis tweeted all the support has been incredible let's do this together tonight um and the boys all went to the show. Zayn didn't go. There was speculation that he was going to, but then it turns out he wasn't there. Um, but backstage in his dressing room, um, I know Harry and his family went. Niall went. Uh, Liam went. Um, so they were all with him. And I know Niall flew yeah. from the U.S. to be there for, like, 22 hours before he had to, like, fly back or mm -hmm. 12 hours, whatever it is. Like, he went, like, right back on a flight because he had a performance the next day. Yeah. Um, but obviously this was so important to be there with, um, your friend and to be there supporting. Um, and they live streamed the performance on YouTube, um, as well. And it was just a thing in the fandom to tweet out a heart, a single red heart during the performance, which I saw a lot of, um, to show your support. Um, and I know the hashtag proud of Louie was trending for a really long time. Um, and I knew going into it was going to be, like, extremely emotional and, like, how the hell was he going to do this? Yeah. Like, I just can't even imagine. Um, but, I mean, he did such an incredible job. Um, not only just, like, seeing him perform for the first time and, like, how, like, we haven't seen him for, like, you know, in about a year performing. Mm. Um, and now he's, like, by himself on the stage, like, obviously with all the other added intensity of it that his mom had passed away like three days before or whatever just like i'm like i don't know how he did that but it was really incredible to watch um and you could just tell on his face that like he was giving everything to this mm. performance and like you could hear in his voice and like the strength he found um but also you could just tell how painful it was i think um, and just knowing like what he was going through like you you can't imagine necessarily but you can like, try to imagine, um, like, I don't know what he's going through, but the performance was so energetic, and he was jumping around and singing and, like, moving back and forth and going back to Steve, who was up on the stage, like, doing the DJ stuff, um, and it was this cool stage that was, like, square, like, raised up, sort mm. of, like, it looked like it was tilted, I don't really know, and there was, like, lasers and smoke, and Steve had this, like, smoke machine thing he was holding, um, uh, and there was really cool lighting. Um, I think it was, I think it was, like, really beautiful that it was, like, um, an upbeat sort of, like, celebration song, yeah. um, just because it was, like, a celebration of her life, and I just think that, like, the message of the song is just, like, so beautiful and, like, personal and empowering that I think that, like, just to have it be an upbeat song, like, even while he's going through so much pain, that he's, like, trying to, like, make other people, like, feel happy is just so, like, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I think, it, like, it, it like, really struck me that, like, how, I don't know, just, like, the choice to make it, like, an upbeat sort of, like, 
I don't know, like party a celebration song was like really, really cool and mm-hmm. awesome. Um, do you want to read the bit about Simon? Yeah. Because I will, I will start, I will start, I will start crying. After the performance, um, Simon said some things. I know that they're um, pretty close. Um, he said, I've known you now for six years and what you've done, what you've just done and the bravery. I respect you as an artist. I respect you as a person. Your mom would be so, your mom was so proud of you, Louie, and she was so looking forward to tonight. She's looking down on you now. She's so proud. Um, and this was just really hard. I didn't know Simon was going to say anything. And I think that like, I don't know if Louie did, um, either because it was just definitely, he was trying not to cry. And I mean, at this point, I think like everyone was crying. Um, Mm -hmm. so just the fact that like Louie, I don't know. I just like wanted to hug him at this moment. I think that a lot of people like felt the same way. I just like, he just like seemed so small and young. Um, it was really beautiful though. And a lot of people like took this moment, um, like after he blew a kiss to his mom, um, and like turn it into like beautiful artwork as like a tribute to Jay and to Louie. And I just think it was, is so amazing. Like the fan response between, um, or about this was just really beautiful. Just like, as just like a tribute. Um, yeah. Yeah. I put a whole bunch of pictures. Um, I'm having such a hard time. Um, I don't know. You guys should all just go look at like the fan art about this because it's really pretty and just his mom being there sort of like in spirit no matter like what you believe in just I don't know it it was really beautiful to see all this and um the support that was given Uh, (laughs) can you just keep going yeah um so after the performance, Louis tweeted out and said, that was harder than I ever imagined. I want to thank everyone around me and all of the amazing fans out there that made that so special. Feeling so much love around me and my family. Mom would have been so effing proud. Sorry for swearing, mom. Love you. Also at Steve Aoki, you have been such a rock and inspiration through this. Pure talent and a real gent. Um, and also he's been like tweeting at fans, thanking them for promoting the song and being so, so supportive. Um, I saw one that, um, he was talking to fans who were like putting up flyers or something. Um, and he's saying, he said like young promoters constantly thinking out of the side of the box, loads of love. Um, and also Steve has been tweeting a lot, um, about this. And I think he, he has been retweeting and tweeting a lot. Um, I think that he's like kind of not used to like the type of fandom that the One Direction fandom is and like the amount of love and just support. Um, and he, um, tweeted, you were the rock, my brother, you were the inspiration. You have the biggest effing heart and I'm so proud of you. Blew us all away for her. Um, and he said, we did it, my bro, number one in the UK. So incredibly inspired by Louis. Um, and so yeah he's been interacting with fans and just being like generally just like really uh like hands-on in this whole thing and i think it just like is just really awesome that he just kind of uh is just really completely supportive of louis and the fan base and i just think it's like he's such like a beautiful soul i just really am happy that he's like now part of like the phantom family i guess yeah and it does really seem like it's coming from such sort of a place of awe to see this Mm -hmm. because like you said it's not something he's experienced this necessarily like 
fandom thing and also to just I feel like he understands it really well like people sort of pass off fandom as like dumb young teenagers or like stupid young girls or something um but I feel like he really understands it well um and I know there's also some Netflix documentary on his life that people were watching um so if you want to learn more about him definitely go watch that he just seems like such a good person and like I like obviously like if he is I don't know I just yeah I feel like he's definitely like not belittling of the fans and like I think he understands like how much of an important facet of Louis's life they are and Mm -hmm. I just think that he's like really respectful and I just like I'm just like really um in awe of him yeah okay so now we're gonna move on to the just hold on song analysis um and again this is just hold on with Stevie I how, why do I... Aoki. Aoki. It's because I keep go ah, and then I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> Reminds me of that, um, the other word I can't pronounce. Aoli? No. What's, oh. a, what's aioli? Oh, it's some food thing. Oh. <laughs> um, um, anyway, let's talk about the title as we do. Um, I think, I think we saw that it was called Just Hold On before we heard it, at least I did. Um, and I think it was very indicative of what was to come, um, and the title just reminds me a lot of, and the song in general, of the song Strong, which is also a Louis song in my mind. Um, just Hold On and Strong have, like, similar sort of meanings. Do you have anything about the title? Um, I mean, I think it fits perfectly, and I think that, like, it, like, works as a sentence within itself, so I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, so the song starts out with the verse... Wish that you could build a time machine so you could see the things no one can see. Feels like you're standing on the edge, looking at the stars and wishing you were them. Um, and this starts off with Louis singing sort of right away when the song begins. Um, and I just, we don't, we've never really had a song besides like that like sketchy one from 2010 where he sung, I think, some like, Frey song on some radio or something. I don't know. We got, like, a little clip or something. But, like, this is a full, real song by Louis um, singing the full thing. And it's just, like, so Louis voicey. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that, like, warmth, gruffness um, right from the beginning. Um, and, like, it sounded really good. Um, and I feel like I when I was dissecting this song, it just takes on so many different meanings, obviously given the context as well. Um, and, like, when I did, like, go through what the song meant, and I know I didn't really tell Kara that we were doing this, um, but you're good on this boss. <laughs> um, but, like, it was hard to, like, not to, like, it, like, I didn't separate it from the yeah, context because I think no it's way. very clearly, like, about his mom. Um, and, but I was like, confused as to who was, like, who was the, like, person singing and who were they singing to, um, and I felt like there could be so many ways to take it. It could be, like, Louis singing to his mom. It could be, like, his mom singing to Louis, and I also thought it could be, like, Louis singing to himself or to, like, his younger siblings or someone where he's, like, trying to encourage himself or, like, something. I don't know. I think it could be a lot in different ways, um... Um, but, like, starting with the, uh, actual lyrics, wish that you could build a time machine so that you could see the things no one can see, um, and 
this thing, I think, like, time machine, obviously, it's time travel, but I wasn't sure if he meant it to the past or to the future. Um, I think, sort of, if you're time traveling to the past, it takes on the interpretation of, like, going back to a time when, like, no one was sick and, like, maybe happier and younger and, like, more innocent time. Um, but also I see it maybe more so to the future where, like, you don't really realize what you can overcome and, like, they want to travel to the future to see that you will get over it and, like, you, not get over it, but, like, you'll be able to survive and push past, like, whatever hardships life throws at you and, like, no one can see the future, um, but, like, you will get through it, I guess. Did you take it more as a past sort of time machine or a future time machine? I took it as more of a past time machine, um, just because of the next sentence, like, feels like you're standing on the edge, that seems kind of, um, sad to me, I guess, um, uh, but I think that, like, the positive connotation of, like, looking into the future and, like, having hope, I think is, like, also really beautiful, because it doesn't say, like, to go back into the past, so it could be both simultaneously, because, mm-hmm. I mean, a time machine could go either way. So are you saying it was like, I wish we could go into the past and like relive that happiness? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think it could go either way. And like for the connection to the next line, when I was thinking forward, it was like, it feels right now that you're standing on the edge, Mm -hmm. but in the future, like it won't be that way. Um, but I think my first interpretation was the past. Um, and again, I feel this could be like, uh, like, any person saying this to, like, any combination of people, um, and also, like, wish that you could build a time machine so you could see, is that someone saying, like, I wish you could build the time machine so that you could see, or you wish that you could build a time machine? I feel like it's talking about themselves, like, that's the way I interpret it, it's like, I, like, you wish you could, like, I don't know, like, you know, the second person kind of thing that Mm -hmm. people do, um, that's the way I took it. Okay, so he's, like, saying to himself, like, yeah. I wish I could build a time machine yeah. to, like, go back or whatever. Um, and then um, the the next stuff, the feels like you're standing on the edge looking at the stars and wishing you were them. Um, these are just so, so beautiful. I love the imagery here. Um, the edge, I feel like, could be sort of, like, metaphorical, like, sort of like you're on this edge, like, something's gonna happen, like, um, you're, like, like, some change is coming, um, and, like, it's not necessarily good, but also you have that metaphor of, like, standing on the edge of, like, a cliff or something, um, sort of, like, looking at the stars, and wishing you were them could be, like, um, I don't know, wishing you were not here right now or like not human like doesn't have to deal with yeah. like feelings and emotions like just yeah. like being a big ball of gas and energy in the sky yeah i didn't think about that that but that makes so much more sense um i was thinking too like it could be like someone who is very sick like if louis was talking to his mom and she's almost feeling like she like because like cancer can be extremely painful mm-hmm. like physically and draining like wishing you were already dead because oh, wow. like like it is so hard going through what you're going through and like you just don't want to deal with it anymore mm. um and like just wishing you were like like you had you had died already mm. because it was just too painful um um 
but also like if it's sort of like a, a Louis mom speaking to him as a child um like saying like it feels like things are ending right now but it's not really ending like I don't know um do you have anything else about this one um this just kind of reminds me of like I know you don't like this movie, but The Lion King. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, kind of beautiful because it's... I feel like that's a pretty um, archetypal sort of visual to sort of see, like, your loved ones in, like, the sky and, like, in nature, um, in the stars, and sort of um, being able to, like, talk to them through Mm -hmm. that or just, like, kind of just, like, remembering that they're there. Um, like watching over you Um, and I've seen like other like fan art kind of incorporating this image and I think it's like really beautiful because it's uh, yeah just like yeah stars Mm -hmm. I it also reminded me like if we're going with the Louis mom sort of being the voice here um, like her saying like it feels like everything's ending and you're on the edge but like I can see like I want to take you to the future and show you that things are going to be okay Mm. and like don't just let go now hold on because like it's going to get better in the future Mm. um my mom (laughs) my mom used to say to me like when I was feeling like really stressed because I was saying to her um that it like sometimes felt like you were like in a really dark ocean and like you were just struggling to swim and like there were creatures everywhere and like I wrote a poem about it Mm. um and she said to me like like, you can't see the shore, what she said, (laughs) you can't see the shore, baby girl, but I can, I can see the lighthouse calling you home, Mm. and it was, like, sometimes you in that moment can't sort of see that it's gonna get better, Mm. um, and it, like, takes that outside person, too, Mm. um, do you want to read the next bit? Yeah, um, the next chorus goes, what do you do when a chapter's, when a chapter ends, do you close the book and never read it again? Where do you go when your story's done? You can be who you were or who who you'll become. Oh, if it all goes wrong, oh, darling, just hold on. I didn't want to do all the O's, but <laughs> there's a bunch of O's. Yeah. Um, so this is, it seems like when a chapter ends could just be kind of like any change in your life we've talked about change a lot on the podcast and how hard it can be to just like know that things that are are not going to be the way they are anymore whether that's like you going to college or like having to leave some friends behind because you're like meeting new people and like the transitions especially just at our age I mean I guess at every age there's different transitions but it feels like a lot happen right now where we like don't have our lives settled yet and like things are changing a lot of times and like chapters are ending and how do you sort of deal with that and reconcile that like things won't necessarily be the same um but obviously in this context it's like could be like Louis's mom and like their time together or whatever um so so it's sort of saying like do you forget do you sort of like shut that chapter and like almost like forget it happened or pretend it didn't happen or do you I guess like enjoy it for what it was is that how you took it yeah I think that like when something hard or sad happens I think like the kind of easiest route to go is um just pretend it didn't happen and um I think that Louis like saying um I mean I guess it's kind of like a battle between 
um, himself. Like, it's just questions. Like, there's no, like, real right or wrong answer. Um, I think it's just kind of, like, a, um, like, a rumination, um, with him, like, talking to himself, like, what should I do? Um, there's no, like, really right or wrong answer. Like, it'd be easier to just kind of shut the book and never think about it again, but there, like, um, all these good times and important times that, like, he seems to want to keep with him. Um, and I think that it's, it's really poignant that, um, a lot of the song is, like, written in questions just because, obviously, this is such a, like, tumultuous time, um, in life, and I think that, like, the fact that, like, no one has all the answers is, like, really, it's, like, definitely coming through, um, definitely, like, um, very poignant, um, and, um, the sort of book metaphor continues, um, where do you go when your story's done, who you, um, who, you can be who you were or who you'll become, um, and sort of, that's kind of, I guess, talking about life as a story, um, and I think that's kind of beautiful because, um, if you think about books, they're, like, they're just going to be there no matter what, they're, like, imprinted, um, they're, like, you know, on paper and like they're gonna survive no matter what um and like your story is like that book it's going to be like even after you've passed on um your impact on other people like will continue um and people will be able to look back on you and like re like look at your life and your story and sort of um still be able to like take meaning from it um and it's not just like it doesn't all like disappear as soon as like you've passed on um, and I think that, like, I think that, like, the, using the story metaphor and the book metaphor is, like, really beautiful because, like, I don't know, like, sort of people use, like, oh, the end of the chapter, like, w like, the book is done and, like, you close the book and you're, like, I don't know, they kind of, a lot of people see that as, like, kind of a final metaphor, like, a, uh, very, like, finalized metaphor and just, like, oh, like, once it's over, it's over, but I, like, don't see it that way because, um, it's not like you can ever, you can never, like, open the book again and, look at it and like read it again um you can like treasure it as much as you want and, like read it as many times as you want and just um you'll always have that and i think that like um using that as a metaphor is like really really nice um and it's also um just kind of i don't know um like homey i guess because it's just like reminiscent of like parents reading their kids storybooks um and it just I think that like there's a lot of different elements that tie into it and I um I really like this bit mm -hmm. um and also like the part that's not the question who um who you can you can be who you were or who you'll become sort of like the projection into the future again um sort of like you can stay stagnant or you can um continue like marching forward um, and, you know, like, this is, like, this was a song written under, like, really sad circumstances, but the fact that Louis could, like, insert some positivity in it is, like, so incredibly brave and strong and powerful for me to just, like, see that, like, just, like, the light that he held on to and just, like, was able to project was just incredible. Um, and just, like, the, the um, forward thinking in this, I think, is, like, also very just, um, like, beautiful. Um, and just, like, grounds a song in, like, just, like, a light and, like, positivity that, like, you might not expect from a song that's, like, written in such sad circumstances. Yeah, you do a really good job.
summing that up. I liked what you said about the book metaphor. Um, and also, I just want to note the, if it all goes wrong, darling, just hold on. Um, I think the like, I think that like a lot of people in the fandom, and definitely like I noticed this too. The word darling, um, J- Joanna definitely used that word a lot, um, and it just like screamed like, Jay to me. Um, the word dar like using the word darling there, and I think Isn't it's so beautiful. Isn't that her maiden name as well? Is it really? I know that on on Twitter she was Johanna Darling for a yeah, bit. I think. I'm not sure. Wow. If it's confirmed, but. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a word that she used a lot, so it definitely takes yeah. on a new meaning. And you can feel that whether darling is a word that like, I mean, it seems like it did mean something yeah. to Louis, but like you know whatever it is, there are words that mean things like that. I don't know that take on that meaning and just special yeah. things and special connections like I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> no I understand like for like a, per- a personal reason like yeah like between two people like the connection yeah um okay can you keep going yeah um so then the next part goes the sun goes down and it comes back up the world it turns no matter what um and then again if it all goes wrong darling just hold on um and this I think is like kind of it's it's such an interesting like piece of I don't know not advice but like sort of just like a saying that like a lot of people say um, that's what sayings are but um, I think that like it's so I mean as like basic as it is like the world keeps going on like it does and it's so important to keep that in mind just um, no matter what like time will continue and like time does help heal things um and no matter how like hard um something may be the sun will like rise and set again um and um it keeps going on and the future will happen um and i think that like again the um positivity that louis like talks about in this song um is just like really powerful um and um i thought live he sounded so good on this part. yeah like it sounded just so strong when he sung yeah i think like the music cuts out too or like i don't know if it was at this first one or like another later one but i just felt his voice was so strong mm. and then can you talk about this yeah oh um so let me get to here so there have been a few pictures of um, Louis, like, taking selfies with, um, like, pictures of the sun, um, he, like, during the day, like, he, I think he was in, um, California during all of these, right? Um, so he was, like, it was during the day, um, with the Hollywood sign, and, like, um... I think this one came first. Okay, it's, like, sunset, I think? Yeah, like, the sun going down, and then at nighttime, and then the daytime. If you look at his Instagram feed, you can see, like, three different selfies in a row oh okay i didn't realize it was in a row but yeah all at different times of the day um and that just seems to fit in with that lyric especially yeah because the sun going down and then coming back up again yeah and i don't know if this was purposeful um but it is very weird i don't like the coincidence if it was i don't know um and this is, like, when he was saying he was grateful for, like, where he was in life and, like, yeah. what, um, his support system mm-hmm. and everything, which is just, like, also really beautiful. Yeah. Um, 
And then, I'm sorry it sounds like I'm bossing Kara around. It's because I'm having a lot of trouble getting through this, so yeah. I'm not just bossing her around, but she's taken over from me. Yeah, I can keep reading. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not over till it's all been said. It's not over till your dying breath. So what do you want them to say when you're gone that you gave up or that you kept going on? Um, I think that this just seems... Um, like it's like talking directly to his mom when he when she was sick um, and I mean this definitely just like is really um, just fits in with the just hold on title and it just I mean this just like breaks my heart um, I don't really know what else to say I think that it's kind of like self-explanatory um, like I was definitely thinking of like when people say like keep holding on don't give up yet yeah or whatever um and i think that like i think that like jay has like left a really beautiful legacy and i think that like um like i mean we're still talking about her and we never even knew her and i think that we she like profoundly affected us even now that she's gone um and yeah i think that like louis knows that that like he had an incredible like he has an incredible mom and she did a lot of good um to, like within his life and like within so many other people's lives um so she definitely will be someone who like will be remembered for like all of the good things that she's done um and so that was pretty much all of the new lyrics okay, yeah. i think um we're not going to go through the rest of the song um, and we're not going to do a musical analysis on this. I want to do a whole album, um, a whole episode on, like, Louis going solo, and we'll talk about maybe more the musical sounds of this song and, like, what we're expecting if Louis does do other music or whether this was just sort of a one-off or whatever. Um, uh, Dan, who's Jay's husband, also tweeted from her Twitter, um, tweets that Jay wanted to tweet, um, after she was gone. He said, hi, it's Dan. Uh, Johanna asked for me to send this afterwards. She wanted to thank you all and let you know that you've been amazing right from the start. You changed Louie's life, but also her life. Your support now is as strong, if not stronger than ever. So from Johanna, <laughs> one last time, thank you for everything, XXX heart. Um, and I thought that was just really beautiful. I know, like even like at the end, like, she felt like she wanted to tweet something, or, like, that she, like, had Dan tweet something after, and just, like, so incredibly beautiful, like, there was, like, she didn't have to, she didn't have to tell him to do this, um, like, we don't, we're not owed anything, but, like, yeah, it's just, like, it was to show, like, just how, like, incredibly supportive of the fandom, and, like, of Louis she was, um, and, like, yeah, it was, it was just, like, really, really beautiful, Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to talk about, like, the, um, sort of, we've talked about a little bit about the fan support, um, but also, um, 1D fans give, um, they, they've been, like, consistently raising money for different fundraisers, like, um, in the boys' names, but, um, especially the Louis birthday one has, um, been, like, given a lot of attention um because it's for the Eden Dora Trust Fund um which is a charity that um Louie and his mom um worked for together um and put on different events for and um 
they've raised, they had a target goal of $10,000 and they've already raised, or the fans have raised um, over $27,000, which is an incredible amount and, you know, already doubling what they were um, aiming for. And it's so incredible, like how, you know, how much money that, like how much good that money is going to do. And like for, uh, you know, an amazing charity that means so much to Louie and meant so much to his mom. Um, And also there's another fundraiser um, that's in memory of, Joanna Deacon, and it's um, raising money for Bloodwise, um, which is, I'm pretty sure, um, a charity, um, or it's a charity that has to do, or like is helping to um, fight leukemia and um, lymphoma, and leukemia is what um, Johanna had. So um, this one has um, around five, or over $5,000. So if you want to um, go support Wendy uh, fans give and um, support Louie and his mom. Um, just go to, um, it's on justgiving.com, but just go to Wendy fans give on Twitter and they have a, like, their pinned tweet is a link to both of these um, fundraisers. Um, and yeah, just the f- out, like, outpouring of support and love. And, you know, money, like, money um, is like a lot of things in this world like it's an important part of this world and to that people like fandom um a lot of it is like young girls who like probably don't have that much money to themselves but they're willing to give it to help other people it's just like really beautiful to me um and yeah I just think that's like such a beautiful fan fan run project and I just more than ever I think the fandom has really just like come together and um done something beautiful I think and yeah um, okay, I have, I wrote a poem for Jay, and I'm going to read it, but I also had another poem that I was thinking of reading that I wrote for my sisters, um, I, I didn't know which one to read, because I think that the Jay one isn't quite, like, I don't feel like it's my best writing, but I think I'll just read both of them. Okay. Um, the first one, again, I wrote for my sisters, so it doesn't, like, necessarily connect, but I just, I don't know, I felt it did a bit. I'm going to try to get through this without crying. I'll probably be very unsuccessful. (laughs) Okay, the first one's called, this one was to my sisters, it's called Ocean Bed. Your seaweed head is bedded on my stomach, listening to underwater secrets as I pull your hair from its bun. I read my book and stroke the tangled mess on my belly, watching you flinch when I catch knots like unexpected fish. Remember how we conducted invisible orchestras? tin can transmissions on twisted headphone wires, our temples knocking together like unsettled buoys. I play piano on your golden eyelashes and draw your eyebrows on backwards because I know it bothers you. Remember when I drove us to school? We looked at the sky, imagining mornings in countries we promised to visit. This is the sunrise in Sweden. This is the sunrise in France. Your lips are chapped like broken roof shingles, but your cheeks are soft velvet over smooth bones, and they feel warm against my clammy palms. I want to pry open my chest and lift the slender plates protecting my heart. You will be safe from monsters under the covers of my ribs, and we will stitch my skin together, passing the needle back and forth. My icebox feet press into your calves, warm like pizza ovens, and you don't move away. You love me. Remember when Hotel California became our gospel? We rocked out on air guitars, flinging our unhinged vessel bodies from their joints and screaming, but you can never leave. 
I can't stay awake long when you are asleep. You radiate heat and exhale slumber. I shift down, displacing your head and lifting your hand. The crease of your shoulder cocoons my sleepy thoughts, and I wrap my goose-bumped arm around your soft, warm body, tucking it in. The moon flickers through the blinds as I close my eyes. Tomorrow we might grow up and set off in the salty brine, but tonight we will always be young, and you will always be mine. That was really beautiful. Um, <laughs> and then this is the one I wrote for Jay. The ocean is wide, deep, dark at night. Float on your back, watch the stars flicker bright. Stars above, night lights in the sky. Lift up your chin, they're the twinkle in her eye. Listen to the waves, her love will come soon. It rolls off the tide and slips off the moon. Swoop down, it soars on blue jay's wings. It's in your heart when you love, in your voice when you sing. When you're feeling alone, she'll give you her love. Now it rains down on your cheeks from high up above. Though she is gone, her love never ends. You're her darling forever, her eternal best friend. So if you guys have <laughs> anything that you've written or artwork you want us to share or talk about on the show about Jay or anything else, feelings on Just Hold On. Um, we know we didn't really get feedback from you guys this week, but if you have anything like that, please write in. Sorry, this has been an extremely emotional episode. Um, I hope we didn't bring you down too much. <laughs> Probably did. Um, but yeah, definitely write in about anything, even if it's just, like, the happy subjects we talked about earlier, um, in the news and Liam Payne's chain and whether or not you like it. Um, but thank you so much for listening to episode 78 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction, email us at talkdirection at gmail.com, go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. Or follow us individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. Um, and you can also rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 79. Bye. Bye.